Greetings again to those who watch below. My name's Brimstone, and today we have a collaboration video. We have myself and another fantastic horror YouTuber, who I'm sure you've all heard of. It's Rainbot. 1. My brother's fiancée Laura worked as landlord for a small apartment complex in downtown Milwaukee. A nice neighbourhood, however the apartment was a bit of a dump. She and my brother were currently going through medical school, so free vacancy was a great deal for them. She had to deal with the normal array of tenants. Smelly rooms, bed bugs, noisy past hours, usual. However, one day, she had a strange occurrence with a potential tenant. A lady rang her and asked if a certain room number was for rent. Laura thought it was oddly specific, but said they did have vacancy, just not in that room. The old lady explained that she used to live there, and was hospitalised a while back. She left her apartment lease as she thought she'd be hospitalised for longer. Laura set up a time to look at other apartments in the complex, and hung up. She then called a manager and discussed the old lady. Hastily, the manager said to decline the visit, and to turn her elsewhere, as she was asked to leave, not hospitalised, for not following the rules of the complex. Apparently, she hadn't been paying and her room stunk up the entire floor. Laura agreed, called her back later that week, and cancelled citing that all the rooms were booked up. As a note, many of the workers that helped out the landlords were intercity college kids, and not the most responsible. Laura said her job was a bit like babysitting, making sure that the cleaners and people that turned over the rooms would stay on track, and get all the rooms ready for occupancy. So, fast forward two months later, Laura is showing a few rooms off to some new tenants, when all of a sudden, a rather large man walked out of his room, and asked to speak to Laura when she had a chance. He was very calm, and just said he was having issues with his room. Because Laura didn't want to scare the new potential tenants away, she promptly finished the tour, and took the man downstairs to talk. The man had said that things in his room were out of place, and even appeared missing. Things like his peanut butter and jam looked as if somebody had been eating it. She had assured him first that it wasn't her, and that no one else in the apartment complex had keys. He then very calmly said, I know it wasn't you, it's an elderly woman. She then asked, How do you know this? It was at that moment when she realised it was the same room the woman inquired about from before, and about those bumbling college kids who flipped the rooms for the manager. They had forgotten to change the lock. The man then said that twice in the last month, he had woken up to a woman sitting in his chair, which was by his bedside, just watching him all night as he slept. When asked why he didn't do anything about this, he said he was too afraid, and just kept pretending to sleep till she laughed. Once the lock was changed, they never saw her again. However, just the thought of waking up and having someone staring at you in the dark, all night, still sends shivers. 2. I was reading a few retail stories, and they reminded me of this incident. A little pretext, I was 16 or 17 when this took place. I am female, and at the time I was working at a Hot Topic in a really busy outdoor mall. It wasn't uncommon to get a prank call here or there in the summer when the kids are out of school. Some of them consisted of asking for butt plugs and things of that nature. I would just refer them to Spencer's and hang up. 
This takes place after the second Twilight movie is released. At the time, Hot Topic pimped out everything and anything with Twilight plastered on it. I'm working one afternoon in the summer. My manager is working on rearranging the store. The other associate was on break, and I was left to assist the customers, ring people up at the register, and answer the phone. It had hit a point in the day where we got slow, so I used that to my advantage to organize parts of the store that got messy. I was in the middle of refolding a stack of t-shirts when the phone rang. I answered normally. Thank you for calling Hot Topic, how may I help you? All I heard was heavy breathing for a few moments and then a click. I was annoyed, but I didn't think much of it and went back to my stack of shirts. After about ten minutes, the phone rings again and I answer it the same way. This time, I hear that same breathing followed by a deepish voice. It's hard to guess, but it sounded like a man in his thirties or forties, asking if we sell Twilight merchandise. I assured him that we do, and I asked if he was looking for anything in particular. He promptly said no and hung up. My manager saw the look of confusion, and I told her what happened. She rolled her eyes at the situation, not at me, and we got back to work. Another ten or so minutes go by, and the other associates back from break. We're all still working on cleaning up the store, and then the phone rang again. The other associate answers the phone and, after a minute, hands it off to me. I introduce myself and this is what I hear. Oh good. It is you. I called earlier and asked about Twilight stuff. Well, I was wondering. Do you have those Jacob dolls? The wolf guy from the movie? I said that we did still have some left. He replies, That's great. Now, I have a question. Would it be at all possible for you to open them all, take off their clothes, and let me sit in the fitting rooms with them? For the record, there was no hint of prank call in this man's voice. He sounded dead serious. I told him that, no, I would not be able to do that for him. After a moment of silence, he says, Well, that's a shame. It never hurts to ask, right? <laughs> and then... His voice gets really deep and serious. So, what about you? Can I take you into a dressing room and undress you? I quickly said that it would not be okay and immediately hung up since it took a creepy turn. Right before I hung up, I heard the creepiest laugh that I'd ever heard. Not the normal, haha, got you pranking laugh, but a slightly sinister laugh. <laughs> When I asked the associate why she handed off the phone, she said that the guy needed help finding Twilight stuff and that he wanted to talk to the same person who was helping him before. I told her and my manager what had happened and they were sufficiently creeped out. That was the last we ever heard of him, that I know of anyway. I really dislike prank calls at work because we still have to remain professional on the phone. Minus hanging up on them. I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did it anyways. Don't they have anything better to do than harass young girls at work? 3. I grew up in a strange area. It was basically a tiny ghetto in the middle of nowhere. A lot of drug and violent crime for being in the country. As you can imagine, I have a lot of stories that are particularly creepy. This incident happened 
when I was five. My mum worked a regular full-time nine-to-five job, so my mum would leave me at my grandma's in the morning to get the bus to school, then pick me back up from her house after the bus took me there and she got home from work. My grandma was a wonderful old lady, and still is, and she lived just a few streets away, so it was convenient for everyone. My mother had just brought me home for the evening. She parked the car and started walking towards the house. Our neighbour John was sitting outside his home with a bunch of furniture in his yard. We usually exchanged friendly hellos, and that day was no exception. He mentioned that he was trying to get rid of the furniture surrounding him, and asked if we needed anything. It was all free. My mum declined, but said that she could ask around. Being a child, I didn't think much of his response, but my mum was clearly shaken. Alright, but if anyone wants it, they better hurry. It's all going up in flames. My mum tried to push it out of her mind, took me inside, and began giving me a bath. About 5-15 to minutes after we got inside, there was a knock at the door. My mum left me in the tub to see who was there. I paid no mind and continued playing with toys in the bath. But my mother rushed back into the bathroom shortly and frantically scooped me from the tub and began drying me. She told me to hurry and get ready. We were going to grandma's. Again, being a kid, the fact we were going back to grandma's after we had just left didn't set off any alarm bells. I was just pleased to get to spend more time over there. My mum carried me outside and that's when I realised something was seriously wrong. Mummy, why is there blood on our door? She refused to answer, and kept insisting we were going to Grandma's, though I noticed there was blood splattered on the porch as well. Now, I need to explain that the closest place to our house to park a car was actually on the next street over, where John lived. So, we couldn't see the street the car was on until we got right up to it where a large fleet of police and other emergency vehicles were blocking everything off. Looks like we aren't going to Grandma's after all. The whole town was there, watching a heated standoff between the police and John. He had gone on a drug-induced rampage, busted out all of the windows of his home and several neighbouring homes, dousing them and himself in gasoline, and intended to blow it all sky high. It ended when he pulled a matchbook from his pocket, went to strike a match, but the book had been too saturated in gas to spark. The police tackled him. The police tackled him to the ground and cut off his clothes. I found this part extremely funny at the time. The other neighbourhood kids and I had a heyday with the naked man story for weeks, and they took him away. Since this story has been told from my perspective up to this point, You may be wondering what happened when my mum went to the door while I was in the bath. She said that when she opened the door, there was a crazed-looking John standing there, bleeding heavily from his hands, reeking of gasoline. She said he told her, Get your kid and get out now. It's all going up in flames. Apparently, in his drugged-out state, he mustered up enough of a conscience to save the single mother and child from his rampage. Four. I never realized how many creepy people I've encountered before going through Let's Not Meet and thinking, wow, something almost just like that happened to me. This one is probably the most eerie. It still gives me shivers to think about. I come from a family with a lot of kids my age. 
siblings, cousins, and family friends. We're all within six years of each other from the group we grew up with, a total of about 15 kids. One of the grandparents of a family friend we were very close with lived in this small town that had a ton of cornfields. It was very Midwest, really nice people, friendly neighbors, all the good stuff. We would go to the grandma's house a lot because their whole family lived in that neighborhood. So our parents would have barbecues and block parties a lot. Us kids would play everywhere, but sometimes we liked to play this game that involved the cornfield. Her house was basically set up where the backyard looked right at this huge cornfield and to the left and behind that were this creek. We'd walk around the field along the creek and begin the game. This game was really fun because it was kind of like hide-and-seek but reverse. We'd all kind of spread ourselves out along the creek and one person would get blindfolded and just run right into the cornfield. You were supposed to zigzag and get as lost as possible. It was just one field and really easy to get out of so there was never any real danger of getting lost but us kids didn't think that way. Once the person who was it was sufficiently deep into the cornfield, they'd shout out as loud as they could that they were ready and everyone would shout the person's name until they found their way out. Everyone else would really spread out at this point, some people being on the side of the field by the water and some on the other side. The last time we ever played it, I was the it. I was around eight years old at the time. I could hear people shouting my name, Catherine, Catherine. I was laughing, running towards the voices of my family. Even though the point was to get out, it was still kind of fun to aimlessly run towards different voices in the field, so that's what I did for a little bit before crouching down to take a breather. I could still hear everyone laughing, screaming like kids do when they play and shouting from a distance. I swear that I didn't hear any rustling that was out of the ordinary in a windy cornfield, but looking back at it, I think I do remember a distinct rustling coming from behind me. All I know is that I could hear my friends calling me when, all of a sudden, from right behind me, almost directly in my left ear, I could hear a man's deep voice say my name. Catherine. Just typing this out, remembering the sound of the voice, completely scares the crap out of me. I book it out of there. I run as fast as I can, screaming at the top of my lungs the entire way, and join everyone back at the creek. I was kind of a dramatic kid, so I don't think anyone really took me that seriously, and I basically forgot about the whole instance. It was just so frightening. I don't think I've ever experienced such complete dread since then. My whole body felt like ice. Like someone had dumped a glass of cold water down my spine. I could feel the fear in my fingernails. So, whoever was in the cornfield that day, let's never meet. Hi guys, Brimstone here again. Really hope you enjoyed this video as much as myself and Rainbot did making it. She's got a fantastic channel and I implore you all to go and check her out. You never know, there might be something there that you really enjoy. Coming up later this week on the channel, we will have the continuation of Herbert West Reanimator. 
I know it's a bit hard me doing fiction, but it's something I've always wanted to do. Also, please make sure to send in your questions for my 20,000 subscriber special when I get round to it, and also any creepy stories or experiences that you may have had, either with real-life people or a paranormal experience. So, until next time, sleep tight.